Welcome to Brand Lover, honest, real, and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. Welcome to Brand Lover. I'm so excited to introduce a very special guest to you today. His name is Stephen Hurahan, founder and brand builder of Brand Master Academy. Thank you so much, Stephen. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for having me on. It's absolutely my pleasure. Um, I would love you to just introduce yourself in your own words. Who are yep. you? Where you hail from? What your story is? Yep. My name is Stephen Hurahan. I'm a recovering designer. Um, I, uh, I, I, my, my background is actually in finance, believe it or not. This has gone back like uh, 10, 12 years. I was in the, the stock market, but it, it was kind of something that I didn't enjoy. And then GFC hit and, you know, I was early in my career. So I had this opportunity to, to kind of uh, change gears. And I, I went into some, something that I had a passion for and that I was doing in my spare time, which was, you know, designing things, putting things together, being creative. And that kind of led me down the road of, uh, you know, re-educating myself and, and going back to school to study design. Um, and I followed the, the whole agency path uh, for a while and I got my skills set up. And like a lot of uh, designers or, uh, you know, anybody with, with a skill set, really, it's so easy to go out on your own today. And that's what I did. I started uh, freelancing. I had, you know, quite a few referrals coming in and things were going uh, pretty well. Um, and then I, I noticed a, a shift in the marketplace. Uh, things started to change. We had Odesk coming in, uh, you know, freelancer.com. And it, it, it just opened up the market to this global environment that we now know today. And it kind of forced me to look at what I was doing because this impacted what I could, what I could charge because the expectation of clients changed. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of forced me to, to look at what I was doing. And uh, that led me down the road of asking, you know, some simple questions. Well, why would somebody choose me over them? And th this opened up the world into, well, what is differentiation at its, at its bare bones? And then, well, what is positioning? And then, well, who is my audience? And it kind of, it just opened up this world of something that I became obsessed with, uh, which is brand strategy. And uh, it led me to a place where I created something for myself uh, to really define who I was, what I was doing, why that mattered, and why anybody should care. And in doing that, I kind of created a, a product that the people that I was trying to help actually needed. So I, I began to package that a little better. And then I started to speak, uh, to speak about this more and more, just creating content and, you know, more and more people started to ask me, well, well, how exactly do you do this? And that led me to, you know, building this out into, into kind of more of a, a, a program that I was able to teach people about this stuff. Because when I started, you really didn't have that. Um, you know, I, I, I went searching for stuff online and you really, you, you, it was so hard to find anything, you know, articles, YouTube, because this is going back, you know, this is going back, you know, maybe six, seven eight years ago, yeah. um, you got a lot more content today because people are becoming a lot more educated. Um, but back then there wasn't a lot. So, so that led me to creating Brand Master Academy, started my YouTube channel. And it's just kind of grown from there because 
the appetite is is huge and it's growing because people are starting to understand now that a brand is not a logo a brand is more than just visuals and there's there's a lot behind the curtain that people don't know so that's what I'm doing today, I'm, I'm kind of helping to pull back that curtain as you are doing as well with, with what you do with your clients and what you're doing with your podcast. And I think we need to do more and more of that because people start businesses to succeed, not to fail. And there's a lot more to succeeding in business and building a brand than just creating a logo. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> 100%. And I can relate to all of those things. Mm. Um, back when I started freelancing, it was exactly the same. You know, every, anything visual people would go to a designer for. Um, mm. But then, you know, and Canva even has just changed the ball game completely. And mm-hmm. if you're not embracing it as a designer, um, then you are going to be left behind. But that's another story. What I'd really love to do today is, um, and we're talking about brand strategy and we're throwing out words like that and differentiation and positioning and, and logo design, that sort of thing. Could you please define for us what is brand strategy? Yes, absolutely. Um, so a, a brand strategy is essentially a, a plan for how you are going to show up to the market. So if we think about brand in a place where it's misunderstood, then we might think about a brand as a visual identity and a logo and the visuals and how you're going to show up visually. But really when we think about branding and we think about the brands that are in our lives, the brands that we have connections to, maybe it's Apple, maybe it's Nike, maybe it's Under Armour or Rockwear or any one of these uh, brands where we don't substitute those brands out. We, we, we go in search of those brands. And the reason that we go in search of those brands is because they mean something to us. And they mean something to us, not because we have decided that suddenly they mean something to us. It's because those brands have understood who their audience was, who their audience is, and have put, put messages out into the market that attracts that type of person. And a, a logo and a visual identity on its own is not going to do that for you. You can have an absolutely beautiful visual identity. You can have a, a, a sleek uh, user experience and a sleek website. But if you don't know exactly who your customers are, the challenges that they're going through, what they're trying to achieve, what's standing in their way, the emotions that this is kind of bringing to the surface, what keeps them up at night, what life looks like if they achieve that vision for the future, what life looks like if they don't achieve that vision for the future and all the fears and desires involved in that, then, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be able to connect with that person in a way that you, you just can't connect through visuals. So brand strategy is really about understanding who you're trying to connect with and coming up with a method to be able to appeal to them in a way that your competitors are not doing in a way that's going to speak to that audience to, to make them feel, well, this brand gets me. They know what I'm going through. And, you know, I, I feel drawn towards this brand. So that's what the strategy does. It helps you to define who that audience is and define the way that you're going to communicate to them so that they'll feel an attachment and a connection towards your brand, which ultimately will influence that buying decision. 
amazing <laughs> that was very very well described and very I think just um hopefully will open some you know some of our listeners eyes to what that entails and you know really it's it's a it's a plan isn't it like it's a it's a straightforward plan that you only you follow um yeah and, stand out. And, yeah yeah I, I, absolutely and and look this, this you know we can talk about plans for anything you know um when we when we think about going on a road trip you know you think about okay well you know i, I want to get to destination x but destination x is is not really the the um you know in order to get to destination x there's a lot of things that you have to do along the way and if you don't take the time to uh, consider um you know the route that you're going to take the reserves that you're going to need um, the stops, the accommodation that you're going to need uh, along the way, um, then getting to that point is is not going to be as easy if you just head off in any given direction without a map, without a GPS, because we're all used to GPS today, right? So we don't even consider <laughs> the way it used to be in the past, all right? And, you know, if you throw out the idea of, I need to get to this point, but I don't have a plan to get there, then you're not going to get there. Or, you know, the, the road that you're going to be take is you're going to take is going to be so much more painful. So, yes, it's a it's a plan of how to get to the point that you want to get to. Um, and even in creating that plan, you get clarity on exactly where you're trying to go as well. And, and too many business owners, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. they jump into the market because they might have a skill set. I can relate to this. You can relate to this because I had a skill set that was design. And I jumped into the market thinking, well, you know, if, if I've got this skill set, people need it, they're just going to come, right? It, it doesn't work that way. You have to really hone in on who you're trying to appeal to and how you're going to, you know, make that happen, how you're going to achieve your goals. Yes. So on that note, let's just say we have a listener who's tuned in and all they've ever known is that or all that they've ever perceived is that a logo is their brand um mm -hmm. so that's a bit of a can of worms but i would love to just hear in your words what your explanation is as to why a brand is so much more than a logo or even it's just it's you know it's visual identity and but how that actually does work in with the full brand yeah so so I'll, again I'll, I'll give you an example of any business owner starting out they've got an idea for a business right now it, uh, a lot of the times this happens from a, a point of passion or you know they they just have this skill set um you know to to be able to do it could be a mechanic it could be a florist it could be a designer and what they do is they they decide okay well there's enough skill set in me to create a business around this and I don't need an employer to do this. I can go out and serve somebody and get paid directly. And that's, that's the way a lot of businesses start today. Um, but what they don't do is they don't consider the big picture. They don't uh, consider first and foremost, well, who exactly am I trying to appeal to here? So, you know, a mechanic might set up and just go, well, I'm, I'm just going to appeal to everybody. I'm just going to try to fix every car or a florist might say, well, you know, anybody who wants flowers or a designer might say anybody who needs design. But unless you're clear on who you're trying to help, then what you're going to do is you're just going to go into the market and you're just going to be 
you know, you're just going to blend in. You, you're just going to be another option that's the same as everything else. And there's no reason for anybody to choose you. What you're going to do is you're going to become a commoditized option for the market. And that is, well, if there's nothing unique about this person and there's no reason I should go to this person over anybody else, then you're in the game of, of pricing. Your, your only differentiation then is, well, what price are you compared to this guy over here or this girl over here? And, you know, if you get into the game of commodity, um, then, you know, you're, you're going to lose every time because there's always going to be someone in a different country and a different economy who are able to charge lower prices than you because their rent is cheaper, their food is cheaper, and they're going to be able to offer those services. So if you're playing the price game and, you know, then you're going to lose every single time. If, on the other hand, you get crystal clear on exactly who you're trying to appeal to down to uh, you know, the, the title of their job, you know, whether it's a, a certain region or a certain location or a, a very specific service you're going to offer them, that's when you can start to get more relevant to that particular person. And that, that word is very, very important, relevance, because we all go into the market looking for a product or a service. And it's the products and the service, uh, the products and the services that speak more directly to us more directly to our needs and the, the, the outcomes that we want to achieve that attract us more than just the general one-stop shops that, that offer everything. So anybody who's starting out in business, going back to your question, and, and they want to, to, to build a brand, which everybody does today, and, and you certainly should be, the very first question you need to ask yourself is, who exactly am I trying to serve? Who exactly you know, am, am I going to go after? Who is my target audience? And if you can't differentiate your market segment, your target audience from the rest of the whole market, then you have a problem. You, you, you have, that, that's, that's a place where you need to stop. You need to take a step back and you need to get a lot more specific with your targeting because if you continue to move forward before doing that step, you might end up with a pretty brand but you're going to end up with a brand that doesn't speak to anybody. Yes, I love it. Okay, so next question. Having mm -hmm. said all of that, to avoid falling into these traps that you've pointed out, at what point should a business invest in their brand strategy? Well, the, the, the short answer is immediately. Um, but let me kind of, uh, let me explain that for a second. Let's say, for example, uh, you know, we we decided to get together, uh, um, you know, a budget of uh, a low budget of, let's say, $5,000. And with that $5,000, we, we go, OK, I'm going to build a brand. Let's pay for a designer. Um, you know, hopefully they can do websites as well. And they've got all the development in there and they can give me a, a logo, a brand identity and a website for five grand. So you invest that money into uh, into your website and your logo and the designer hands it over to you and they might give you some style guides um, to say, well, don't use the logo in this situation or don't use the, the images in that situation. And then you, you've got your brand. So you've got your brand and you've got your service. Now what? Now what do you do? Because most business owners, if they 
if they they look at their 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 brand as a logo and um and a a, a website then it shows that they they do not have a, a plan for how they're going to build their brand market their services and grow their business so uh, again going back to the very first question if you don't know who you're trying to target and you don't know the type of brand that you want to build, you're going to end up wasting money. You're going to end up spending money on this stuff that doesn't really achieve the end goal, that doesn't really achieve the outcome. If, on the other hand, you take the time to understand who your audience is, to develop your positioning and your differentiation strategy in a way that makes your audience think, ah, these guys are a bit more relevant and then you build your identity around that and you're ready to go to market the money that you will spend on your marketing from that point will be cheaper because you will know exactly who you're trying to target and instead of spending you know a thousand dollars or or two or three thousand dollars on let's just use a, a, a channel like facebook ads instead of instead of spending three thousand dollars on facebook ads where you're you're uh, you know, you're targeting the whole market. You're targeting anybody who's interested in uh, graphic design, as as an example. Then your 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 cost per acquisition, your cost per gaining a lead, is going to be so much more expensive because you haven't done the early groundwork. You haven't done the early groundwork in defining exactly who that audience is, exactly who you how you're going to appeal to them the challenges that they face, how you're going to resonate, the emotions that you're going to tap into. And it's just going to cost you so much more marketing dollars to get a lead and to get a sale, to get a client and to start growing that business. So you can shortcut this, of course. You can go straight to a logo, straight to a website. But again, in the long term, it's going to cost you more money. If you start at the beginning and start with the end in mind and you think about who you're trying to serve, and the way you're going to appeal to them, then long-term, it's going to reduce your marketing spend and your brand is just going to be so much more efficient. So the short answer to that is at the very beginning. That's when you should invest in your brand. <laughs> I love it. And thank you so much for sharing all of you know the actual um, repercussions, I suppose, of ignoring that phase because mm. I know that a lot of business owners inadvertently ignore that phase because they don't even know that it exists and um as we spoke about like i'm on this massive mission to educate women in business in the early stages so that they can skip that whole you know the first few years of business where they're sort of they're trying different things with their marketing and they're coming back and trying something else and then they're resetting and then they're sort of rebranding with a different logo thinking that's going to solve all their problems when really if they had just come back to these intentional steps at the start they would have had a much more clear vision and the clarity and the confidence to market their business with ease. Absolutely. And, and as I said to you before, what you're doing is great because we're, there, there is a massive education gap. Okay. So we're, we're coming to a place now where it's so easy to start up a business. Okay. And you're getting these masses of people coming forward, ready to start up a business. And there, there's, there seems to be this misconception that when you have a product or a service, all you need to do is turn on the marketing and, you know, the two will marry up and, and you know, you're, you'll be printing money. But there, there's, there's a massive 
there's a massive gap in between the two. And let's let's imagine on one side, we have all of these people queuing up ready to start their business. And on the other side, you have the holy grail. You've got a marketing machine that's running, uh, you know, uh, generating leads for you. There, there, let's, let's think about the gap as this gushing whitewater river running through. So what people tend to do is they start up this business, they see the, the, the other side, and they, they try to run towards it without thinking to themselves, well, is this the best way to get across? They don't even see the river. They just look to the other side and run, and they get washed away. That's why 90% of small businesses fail because they look to the other side. They think that if they turn on the marketing, that, you know, that's the ticket to success. So they start, you know, they start crossing this chasm and they, they go through the white water and they just get swept away. And those who take the time and they look at the other side and go, well, okay, there's the other side, but what's the best way to get there? The best way to get there is to build that bridge from starting a business to creating a marketing campaign that's going to be bringing in these leads. And that bridge is your brand. That bridge is knowing who the audience is. That's the first part of your bridge. The next part of your bridge is knowing how you're going to position yourself in a way that's going to appeal to them better than your competition. And then the next part of that bridge is, well, now how am I going to appeal to them? What personality am I going to use? What attributes am I going to use? How am I going to connect with them in a way that's going to make them think, ha, that's me. They're talking to me and they're using all my lingo and my language and my everyday situation. If you're able to figure that out, if you're able to build that bridge, then you get to the other side and then you've earned the right to create that marketing campaign that's going to be able to generate those leads for you. But you can't just go from one side to the other without doing the work first. That's such a great analogy. I love it. So let's just, I've got two sort of scenarios here that I'd love to chat through just finally as we're wrapping up. Mm. Okay, first is the the startup who's literally got zero capital, yep. um, you know, just literally starting from scratch, whatever she or he earns, they're putting into the business as they go, yep. um, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. But if they, so if they don't have the type of money to invest in a brand strategist, like, you know, like you or myself at the minute, what can they do? But like, they know that they need to do this stuff, obviously now, because they've listened to this podcast. Um, <laughs> what are the tips that you would have to help them just get in the right direction to be stepping in the right direction? Okay. So that's a great question. So when we, when we come to the point of wanting to build a brand around our business, there are a couple of different directions. At the end of the day, you need to invest. You either invest time or you invest money. Now, if you have the money, that would be the recommendation. Go and find somebody who is talking about brand in a way that is beyond the visuals. And a very good way to identify somebody who's going to help you or going to be able to help you is analyze uh, how they speak to you on the phone. Okay, so if you're a, a, a business owner at the moment and you're thinking about setting up a brand and you're looking for somebody to, to help you, set up a ton of discovery calls and listen to the person that's trying to help you. If they're asking questions, a lot of questions about you, about your business, about the audience that you're trying to appeal to, about how you're going to be different from your competition, about the way you want to communicate to your audience, 
then you have somebody who can potentially help you. If you jump on a call and they start to ask you things about, well, what kind of brands do you like? You know, do you like Nike or do you like Apple or, you know, what kind of fonts do you like? What kind of color? That's somebody who's going to help you with tactics. They're going to take your money uh, for the, the, the uh, service that they provide. And there's nothing wrong with that because if you're coming to them looking for a logo on a website and they say, well, Hey, I, I provide a logo on a website. Then the, the, the the fault is you know is with the person asking for that they haven't taken the time to really understand what it is they need it's like uh me going to uh you know buy a, a you know a flashy spoiler and, and a, a you know a alloys for my car when i don't have my car yet if i go to a shop looking for flashy alloys they're going to sell me yeah. sell me the alloys it's not their fault that i don't yet have the car so you either need to invest in learning this stuff yourself, which, you know, there, there's plenty of content out there uh, today to get you going. Um, you know, my, uh, my YouTube channel alone has got over 200 videos, but there's also plenty of other channels out there as well. Um, so take the time to understand what real branding is about, and then you can engage the likes of designers and give them the direction that they need to create the identity based on the strategy that you've put together yourself or you hire someone now if you if you don't want to do it yourself and you don't yet have the money to hire someone someone then wait hmm. just wait take the stay in your job um or or get a side hustle or or get a job at, at night and start to save that money to invest in somebody who can actually help you to grow your brand and do it do it right the first way because if you don't if you shortcut it and if you just try and get from a to b without building that bridge you're going to get washed away in that white water yes and you're going to waste your time and so much money investing in other things like you mentioned earlier and that this is great segue because <laughs> finally what would you say to someone who had established their business without any kind of foundation or strategy work and now mm -hmm. has found themselves in a situation where their visual brand doesn't align with their overall vision or reflect um, how they help their customers. So, for example, they've invested in signage, website, maybe course material, all that sort of stuff, socials or everything, whatever mm -hmm. it is, like for a product or service. And, you know, it feels like such a huge undertaking to rebrand because they're going to have to spend all this money on all this collateral. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what would your recommendation be to that person? Yeah, and, and look, this happens quite a bit. And, and the reason that it happens quite a bit is that some businesses achieve a nominal uh, level of success in spite of the fact that they haven't taken the time to build their brand, not because they haven't taken the time to build their brand. And this might happen because, you know, they, they've got a skill set and they've got a great network of people and they tap into that network of people early on. And actually, this is what happened to, to me. I, I had a lot of referral business coming through and I, I achieved a, a, a nominal uh, level of, of success. But then you, you, you either hit a ceiling or, or, you know, you get to a place where you, you want to grow the business. You, you know, you're growing past that initial level of 
your network and you want to actually grow into into something or you, you know you're not really sure that the brand identity really reflects reflects the brand that you're trying to build or you've started to understand your audience a bit more now because you've been talking to them on a daily basis and you're hearing these challenges and you know that your brand is not communicating to them in a way that's really telling them that you understand what their challenges are and that you're the best option for them so anybody in that situation 100% it's it's about going back to the drawing board and going okay you know have i really taken the time to understand who my audience is and you know you can answer this question very very easily by uh you know being able to drill down into the very specifics of their uh, their demographics, their psychographics, their challenges, their problems, their pain points. And you might have two or three different types of customers and you can kind of give them individual names or individual titles as to exactly who these people are. If you're not, not able to do that, then chances are your brand is not sending out messages to those people. And even though you might have a great product or service, you're being overlooked because they don't find you relevant enough to them. So my advice would be to go back to the drawing board and really get that clarity and define what your position is, define exactly why your audience should choose you over your competitors. And if you can't answer that question and, and you know, ask this yourself, if you've got a business at the moment and I was to ask you, why should I choose you over your competitors? If you don't have a very clear, concise, and uh, you know, clearly valuable response to me as to why I should choose you, then you haven't positioned yourself effectively. If you don't have clarity on why I should choose you, then your audience certainly doesn't have clarity. So if you are, you are in that place at the moment where you know, you, you're looking at your brand, you, you've started it without really doing it the, the proper way the first time, then take a step back and ask that question first and foremost. And that will set you on the path of, okay, now that I know who my audience is, how am I gonna position myself? Then how am I going to speak to them? How am I gonna to, to resonate with them in a way that will make them feel like I understand them in a way that, that my competitors just don't? Yeah, and then bringing that around to be reflected in the visual side of things. Yeah, the visual side of things. First of all, first and foremost, it's 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 got to be the 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 positioning. It's got to be the personality yeah. of the brand, the attributes of the brand, the messaging of the brand. Because if you do this the first time, if you just do this well the first time, if you work on the strategy before the identity, what's going to come from the strategy work is okay. Well, well, this is the person that I'm trying to connect with. This is the way I'm going to to uh, show them that I'm different from my competitors. Now, here are the attributes of my personality that I want to communicate to this very specific person. And those attributes, whether you're going to be bold, you're going to be rugged, you're going to be simplistic or natural, whatever those attributes are, that then feeds into your brand identity so that your visuals can be created in a way that sets your strategy off from the very first touch point. Yes, I love that. I'm actually working with a, a beautiful lady right now. And she um, she said she just had no idea really what she what she was getting herself into. Because a lot of people are, you know, it's just that initial attraction to the pretty things. Like everybody's mm -hmm. attracted to the pretty things. Um, and so she didn't realize how much work went into actually discovering what those pretty things are going to be. 
And she said it so well. She said that it's like the foundation and strategy, um, the actual visual brand is the byproduct of doing all of that work. It sort of just designs itself once you do all of this work. And that's something that I think is um, really important to communicate. And for professionals in the space as well, um, you know, we've all had those, um, those, those kind of, client relationships where the, the outcome wasn't the best or, or there were there were endless changes and, and there was friction. That is because the, the, the work wasn't done early on to get on the same page, to understand the audience, to define the position and then the attributes that the brand identity is going to display. And if you do that work first, it becomes seam- seamless. As you said, the, the, the identity nearly designs itself there's so little pushback. And if the client is involved in this work, they feel like they've built the brand themselves and they're so much more yeah. connected to it. Yes, 100%. That's, I think that's a great way to finish up. <laughs> so I just want to say, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for coming and sharing so generously with us today. Um, it's been so valuable. I know that I'm going to get a lot of um, feedback on this episode, so I truly appreciate it. But I'd also love to know where can our listeners find you? Where do you hang out the most? Yeah, absolutely. At brandmasteracademy.com. That's probably the easiest place. Or if you go on YouTube and search Brandmaster Academy, then you're going to find the channel there. And as I said, if you're if you're on if you're new to all of this and you you want to understand the basics, that's a great place to start. There's you know countless hours of of information there that just wasn't there seven or eight years ago that I I kind of wish that was there. So if you're starting off and you want to get that grounding, that's a great great place to start. So wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this week's episode of Brand Lover, take a screenshot of wherever you're listening and share your biggest takeaway on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to tag me. I'd love to give you a shout out and thank you personally. Also, feel free to subscribe and leave a review to help the Brand Lover podcast reach more hard-aligned entrepreneurs just like yourself. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.